Justice Delayed is a true crime podcast. Listener discretion is advised. It was like a little glimpse into her becoming a journalist one day because she was just basically reporting the news of the basketball game, of what was going on. And, and it was it was cute to see that. I didn't even know I had that until I transferred some old VHS tapes over and saw that I had that little memory. So that was nice to find. Eighteen years have passed since Jennifer Servo's murder. A lot can happen in eighteen years. People grow up. They have kids of their own. Their perspectives change. They end relationships and friendships. And they start new relationships and new friendships. Sometimes people just drift apart. Sometimes people who were scared are no longer around the people they were scared of. And sometimes people just don't understand how important the information they have really is. I still can't promise you that we're going to solve Jennifer's case, but I can promise you that together we still have a better chance than any one of us working alone. Jennifer needs justice, and so do you, Missoula. So come along with me on my search for justice in the form of a murderer. Hi everyone, welcome back to Justice Delayed, the unsolved homicide of Jennifer Servo. I'm Sharon. So we all know that last week's subject was a particularly difficult one. And we'll pick back up where we left off in next week's episode. But this week, I wanted to bring us back to Jennifer. To who she was as a person and the influence she's still having on her family to this day. It was back in 2017 that I first introduced you to Jennifer Servo. I told you that she was well-rounded. But did I ever tell you that she was fun? According to her family... She was a goofball. And according to her mom, she liked to be the clown and make them laugh. She liked sailing, skiing, and she loved it when it snowed. And how many of you remember when you were a kid and autumn would come around and it'd start to get colder and the leaves would fall off the trees? Remember how you'd gather them all up in a big heaping pile and then jump into it, letting that big soft pile of leaves catch you and swallow you up? Yeah, Jennifer liked to do that too. This past Sunday, I talked to Jennifer's older sister, Krista. I asked her to come on the podcast and tell us some fun stories about Jennifer, some happy memories that she has of them as kids growing up together. Krista graciously agreed, and I'm honored and humbled that she agreed to cheer us up this week with some fun stories about her sister, Jen.
Hi, Krista. Thank you for being with me today and talking to me. I appreciate it. Thank you for, for asking me to do this. I'm, I'm happy to try to help. Absolutely. I appreciate it. We are going to talk about some of the, the happy memories that you have with Jennifer and, and growing up. And um, I know you sent me that video <laughs> uh, with Santa and you and, and Jennifer there. It was adorable. <laughs> so. Oh, thank you. That's one of the, they had the B&B Santa show when I was a kid. And it was, it was on every afternoon after school during the holiday season. And my mom signed us up to be on that one year and she made us matching dresses and got us all ready and we went and they they recorded it and it would be on the local the local tv station and and uh that's always a good memory um because jen was just so adorable in it and she was only three years old and telling what she wanted for christmas she wanted a a manchichi <laughs> which was a little stuffed monkey if people didn't know what that was um but uh i always like looking back at that one because it just reminds me of how much she looked up to me um even at that young age uh, santa asks her um, so do you have any brothers or sisters here with you today or besides the one that's here with you? And she, she said, just Krista. And her face just lights up when her little voice says my name. And, and I just, that is a good memory for me. It's just kind of, she was always my little tag along. And sometimes I forget just how much she, she liked being my little sister. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom had told me that as well, you know, that Jennifer just tagged along behind you and looked up to you and, and, you know, emulated you and copied you and all kinds of things. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had also talked to, um, Kimberly mm -hmm. um, and she had said that, um, Jennifer would learn cheers from you because you were a cheerleader and then Jennifer, Jennifer later was a cheerleader, but that she would watch you or you would teach her. And then uh, she would also teach them to Kimberly. Yep. I remember those days. There was a um, video I found a couple years ago and I was cheering at, at the high school and Jen would have been in, in middle school then or in junior high. And she and Kimberly, uh, her friend and, and I think one other person, uh, were up in the stands watching us and, and uh, my stepdad was doing was kind of interviewing Jen and she was pointing out who all the cheerleaders were are and uh, were and and there's my nerdy sister she said and and she was just it was like a little glimpse into her becoming a journalist one day because she was just basically reporting the news of the basketball game of what was going on and and it was it was cute to see that I didn't even know I had that until I transferred some old VHS tapes over and saw that I had that little memory. So that was nice to find. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's neat. It's amazing. You can find some, we have some old stuff too, you know, that's on VHS. So it's amazing that you were able to, to find that. Yeah. It's always fun when you track something down that you didn't know you had. Yeah. Uh, it, it brings that, that time back a memory you might've lost if you didn't find those old, old things. Yeah, and kind of ironic that this video is basically her reporting the news at the at the game. <laughs> yeah, yep, it was. It was pretty, <laughs> some foreshadowing there for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, 
Okay, and so did you have um, a story or two that you wanted to share? Yeah, I was um, gathering things for this interview, and, and one thing I thought of, um, she wrote this paper when she was in high school uh, for one of her classes, and she decided to write it about me. And, and so I thought this was a good example of kind of how our relationship was from her perspective. Um, and so I could read that if that would yeah. be something That'd be wanted. fantastic, please. Right. So she writes, imagine a girl in her senior year of high school, 18 or so. She has brown shoulder length hair, brown eyes, and is about five feet, six inches tall. She's the kind of girl everyone likes popular, straight-A student, head cheerleader, all that jazz. You know the type, the type that's so easy to get jealous of. I know, I had to live with her for the first 15 years of my life. She was nice to everyone, but I guess that you'd have to know her as well as I do to be able to experience her evil side. You know, comparing my clothes to certain bowel movements, embarrassing me in front of my friends, and all those things that older sisters do. But I suppose I probably deserved it half the time seeing as how I gave her hell whenever it felt right. Jen, you're grinding, she always said whenever I got on her nerve. Oh yes, I heard that one more than anything. I suppose that having her as my older sister had its good points too. She was always there to keep me out of trouble or to help me out when I was in over my head or to show me a good place to hide my midterm from mom and dad when it wasn't so great. I never understood that, seeing as how she never had a bad one in her life. But heh, it worked, and that's what counts. And she always made me go to church instead of sleeping in on Sundays. <clears throat> what were her thoughts? Well, she had a lot of them, I guess. I know that she thought I was pretty lazy, but there's probably a little more to her than that. She thinks Christmas is the best time of year. I think she's right. She thinks country music is the best there is. I think she's dead wrong. Other people think she's great. The best there is, you know, perfect. I suppose that they're right. When she was a junior, she was a TA in a pre-first class. That teacher thought she was great and wrote her an excellent letter of recommendation, which helped her get scholarships to get into college, where she is studying elementary education. <clears throat> As for her actions, well, she's very polite, but she's never afraid to state her opinion, even if it meant hurting her little sister's feelings. But really, I think what fits my sister best is actions speak louder than words. It seems like she has an answer for everything. She's a problem solver. From going to someone about a problem to giving a speech at a church council meeting, yes, my sister is someone who will make a difference. Jennifer Olson, grade nine. Wow. <laughs> my mom found that shortly after Jen died when she was going through all of her things and putting together kind of a booklet of Jen's writing and journals and and things like that um, and when she found that that paper and showed it to me and showed it to my grandma I remember my grandma said wow she really loved you Krista and I I just that's a good thing for me to remember and and just uh, it's good to hear her voice in that writing I I'm a language arts teacher. I teach sixth grade language arts, and so I work with kids in writing all the time. And um, and so it's just the the writing that she's left behind is really powerful for me. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And she did like to keep journals, didn't she? I mean, she did. She wrote a lot of journals when she was in the military. Um, 
when she uh, was in different places. We've got a whole book of, of her journal journal entries. And so um, it's fun to read those too and kind of just see where her head was at, at different times and things I didn't know she was even thinking about. And, and so it's good to look back on those too. So, and I'm glad we have all of these things because it's, um, I think it's really impacted my daughter, Mallory. Mallory was born um, two months before Jen died and Jen was already in Texas and I lived in Oregon. And so they never got to meet in person. Um, but through the years, we've just always told Jen stories and about, you know, how much your aunt Jen loved you before you were born. And, and Jen, um, had bought Mallory little Raggedy Ann dolls that she had sent to her. And, and when the, the day Jen was, or the day Mallory was born, Jen called me at the hospital like 18 times that day. And she was just beside herself that she couldn't be there. She was ex so excited to be an aunt um, for the first time. And, and I come across things sometimes that just make me realize that even though Jen's been gone this whole time, that she's still, um, impacted Mallory tremendously. And I have this um, picture that um, Mallory drew when she was in first grade. And she, and again, I'm into the writing. And so Mallory wrote in this little book for her first grade class, my name is Mallory. I'm six years old. When I grow up, I want to be a vet because it's fun. I'm thankful for my cat and my mom and dad. And then in this picture, uh, she, she drew my family and everybody's mostly black and white in it, except right in the middle here in this pink dress and blonde hair is she labels Jen and sorry, <laughs> she's, she's holding hands with Mallory and I just, she had never met her and just Mallory has always kept Jen kind of in the middle of her, in, in the middle of her world. Um, and I, realized that again recently when we um i've been cleaning out mallory's room because she's just moved to college in this last year and so she, her room's kind of a mess and so i've been trying to declutter and go think through things and get it kind of organized and um i found some notebooks from her last semester in high school when she was having to do online school during her senior year her last her last semester of, of high school and she was in a poetry class and I was of course nosing around through the the notebook and found this poem that she wrote about her her aunt Jen and I asked her if I could share it today but she said no so I won't share it but um, it was I it just showed me again how much like through Mallory's whole life even though her aunt hasn't been there that she she's in her heart um, and that meant a lot to me. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I certainly understand her not wanting to share it. You know, those things are really private. And I appreciate that you are able to share, you know, as much as you are with, I know, you know, you do other interviews and, and um, it's just, I know it's, I, I can only imagine how tough it is. So. Yeah, well, I appreciate that people still want to know about her, and I, I, I think that's a good thing. So I'm, I'm happy to talk about her anytime. I have one more funny story. Okay, great. Um, this one, I, Jen used to write me letters when I was in college and she was in high school, and um, 
<clears throat> and so I sorting through all of my things. I've kept all of those things and I'm glad that I did. But um, I, a while ago, was looking through these old letters and I found this one that she had written <clears throat> And she was in she was in high school and she was going throughout her day. And whenever she'd have extra time, she'd write to me. And um, she was in her social studies or her biology class. And she said um, she was glad. I'm sorry. My dog's making noise right now. Um, here. <laughs> sorry about that. He's got a squeaky toy. Hank, can you come get this from him? Um, but anyway, the... Um, in her biology class, her class average had been a 43% on this test. And she said, Mr. Johnson said, um, even though we got a 43%, it was higher than the other classes. And so he said, we were kings of the dipshits. <laughs> and <laughs> this is funny because Mr. Johnson um, is now my school principal where I teach. And so I found this old letter of his, and it was when he was a, doing a teacher evaluation on me. And so I was having a meeting with him, and I pulled out this letter, and I'm like, look, my sister was in, in your class, and look at this line. <laughs> and he cracked up because our school was focusing on empathy and all of this, this that year. And he's like, oh, I wasn't all that empathetic back then, was I? <laughs> so it was just there's funny little connections like that to people who knew Jen um, at different times in her life. And, and um, with Facebook and everything like that, um, social media, it's not always good, but I'm so glad I have it to like keep connections with people who, um, who are Jen's friends. And, and I'm always hearing new stories, uh, things about Jen that, that I didn't know before um, or I'd forgotten about. And just today, our old our former neighbor when we were growing up, uh, she had a son, Nicholas, and Nicholas and Jen were about the same age. And their uh, backyard backed up against our backyard. There was just a chain link fence between it. And so um, my mom became friends with, with Nicholas's mom. And, and we had a log that we'd climb on to go back and forth over the fence so we didn't have to go around and and that kind of thing and and she sent a picture on Facebook today of of Jen and Nicholas at this time they had built a snowman when they were little and named it Frosty and she said she remembers when they took that picture that um, they were both just singing at the top of their little kid voices Frosty the snowman standing in between that snowman and so just those kinds of um memories are, are what keeps Jen alive and, and what keeps my daughter knowing who she is, even though um, she never got to meet her. So I'm, I'm glad for all of those things. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a really cute story. You can just <laughs> picture them too, right? <laughs> I, mean, I have the picture too, if you ever want to see it. It's, oh yeah. I'd love to see it. I'd yeah, love to see it. Yeah. So maybe you can send me a copy. Sure. Yep. I can send you a copy of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. And, um, oh, well, good. This helps a lot. And I, you know, I appreciate it. And I um, appreciate your time. And, uh, well, and I, go ahead. I appreciate all of your time, too. It's, it's nice when somebody wants to look into this so deeply. And, and I know it takes a lot of time to dig through everything. And, and so I appreciate it, too. Thank you for doing this and getting her story out there again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Krista.
What would you say if I told you that Polly Shore changed Jennifer Servo's life? For those of you who don't know who Polly Shore is, he's a comedian who had some funny movies back in the mid-90s, including In the Army Now. You might think I'm kidding, but I'm going to let Jennifer's mom, Sherry, explain. This is from an old interview I did with Sherry in 2017. The audio isn't fantastic, so I'll kind of tell you the story first. Remember that Jennifer joined the Army Reserves while she was still in high school. Well, when Jennifer was in high school, she had watched the movie In the Army Now, starring Polly Shore, Andy Dick, David Allen Greer, Isai Morales, and Lori Petty. The plot of the movie is basically that Polly Shore and Andy Dick's characters lose their jobs and they see an Army Reserves recruiting sign with a slogan promising one weekend a month, two weeks a year, and they think they can join the Army Reserves and make some quick money to open their own store. But not long after completing their basic training, they're called up for service in a conflict overseas. Of course, they try to get out of it, and hilarity ensues. If you know anything about Polly Shore, I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> it's a pretty funny movie, and if you want something funny to watch, check it out. And if you do, think of Jennifer when you watch it. I've watched it a couple of times, and I always do. The other funny connection between the movie and Jennifer is that in the movie, Polly Shore's character chooses water purification as his field. And, well, so did Jennifer. Here's that portion of my interview with Sherry. She was, you know, trying to think about what she wanted to do and where to go. And during, I think it was around Christmas break or so, she watched the Polly Shore movie called In the Army. And... Uh, where he joins the Army Reserves to get money for school. And she thought that would be a great idea and and uh, looked like fun and it would be cool. He was in the Water Purification Division, and that's what Jen ended up joining as well. Isn't that amazing? Jen had been... Yeah. She did know a couple of kids from high school that had signed up for the reserves as well. I think that's amazing that that movie, which I also saw, um, kind uh-huh. of changed, changed a whole lot of her life, and a lot of it for the better. I mean, the the places she got to travel. Didn't she go to El Salvador on a, on a reserve yes. mission? She did. That was during her first year of college, and so she had to miss oh gosh, I think two or three weeks of college to go to El Salvador, but she just loved that experience. She wrote a diary while she was gone. I think one of her college professors requested that she do that as an assignment. And so it was really fun that after we found all of of her diaries and things that... uh, and the pictures, the photographs that she took of the big, big uh, truck purifying water, and right next to it was cows drinking water <laughs> in the <laughs> in the river. <laughs> Thank you for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed the stories about Jennifer. I'll be posting the photographs that Krista referred to in her interview 
in the Justice Delayed Facebook discussion group and on the JusticeDeladePod.com website. They're adorable and guaranteed to make you smile. Justice Delayed was written and produced by me. I want to say thank you to Jennifer's family. Without their support, this podcast wouldn't exist. A special thank you to Krista for talking to me this week, and to Sherry for her interview in 2017. And you may have noticed a special appearance by Krista's dog. I really wish I knew his name right now. (laughs) All music for this episode is provided by Lee Rosevere. You can find his music at happypuppyrecords.ca. Our logo was created by Caitlin Spencer. My sources for this episode are detailed in the show notes. Join me next week for more on the unsolved homicide of Jennifer Servo. This is Sharon, and I'll be back.